0: on this episode of a Skin Depth Convo. We're turning back the clock and revisiting some of our favorite moments and shows from this past year. It's the best Skin Depth Convos of 2023. This is a show focused on educating and inspiring all those in the skincare and beauty industry. But it is also a show for those looking to improve themselves from the inside out. In each episode, we explore the latest trends, breakthrough technologies, and get expert insights within the dynamic world of skincare and beauty. If you're looking to further your beauty education and nurture your passion, you're in the right place. Renowned experts and hosts Metaxia Delikas and Francine Kagaraikis aim to educate and inspire through their own experiences. And are dedicated to enlightening and empowering enthusiasts and professionals in the realm of skincare and beauty join the conversation and the fun with a skin depth convo welcome to a skin depth convo i'm anna kagaraikis 2023 has flown by we've had some great moments on the show and today We look back on some of our favorite conversations and highlight some of the most educational moments on the show. Hosts Metaxia Delikas and Francine Kagereckis, part of the founders of Lyric Clinical, continue to share their knowledge on each episode. Now the ladies have also been jet setting around the globe for their Purely Clinical tour. We'll be talking about their travels and what they've been up to in our new season which has changes and surprises in store. But before we look ahead, let's look back on 2023. We first revisit the episode on hyperpigmentation.
1: Well, being somebody who suffers from hyperpigmentation, what it is is too much pigment coming up to the surface. Pigment actually comes from melanin. Mm -hmm. And melanin, it's an enzyme that's inside of the melanocyte. It's actually there to protect the skin. This is one of the things that nature has given us to protect us from multiple things from uva uvb from trauma to the skin and when there's any type of trauma pigment jumps up to protect the skin and it causes hyperpigmentation
2: not understanding hyperpigmentation when i was growing up i thought it was a tan Mm -hmm. and i really wanted to sit in the sun and, and get a nice beautiful tan an even tan and all i realized was i was causing dark spots pigmentation, whatever you want to call them. For me, I thought it was more freckling, but it was a location of my skin that was sunburned. Later after that it healed, it would be a a pigment spot. So it was really hard for me to understand why I couldn't have an even tan. Now knowing years later that it is a response, the melanin is there to protect and it's a response and how it protects the skin. And so it depends on what color Fitzpatrick scale from one to six, but the lighter skin tones usually can't hold a tan, will have more of the photo damage, and the darker skin tones have more of an even tanning ability, but also sensitive and can cause more hyperpigmentation if, if there's a trauma or something because your skin is really on alert more than somebody that has lighter skin tones.
0: Okay, so photo damage is the biggest, one of the biggest culprits.
1: Well, we grow up. We're out in the sun a lot. When we're young, we're actually playing outside, walking to school, and you do accumulate UVA, UVB rays as you're growing up, and it comes out a little later because it's an accumulation of all the damage going on. And as Metaxia
2: said, you're a little lighter than me, I'd say. A little bit. I used to admire how nice and even tan you would have. And I would be like a lobster and red and irritated. (laughs) And I thought, oh, my God. But if you look at someone, you don't look just at their skin. You look at their features. For example, hair, eyes, melanin is all over us. It's part of our being. But the darker or the more browns you have on the skin, the better you tan. And I looked at her and said, I wanted to have darker hair. I wanted to have her tan. You always want what you don't have. Well, I wasn't that tan,
1: (laughs) if you remember correctly. We live in San Francisco, and we were in
2: fog, so I didn't have a great tan. I wouldn't go there. One of my neighbors came to me when I was first starting in the aesthetic industry and told me I can't get a tan and she was a light skin tone, I would say a Fitzpatrick 2 on the scale. And I looked at her under the wood lamp. there was a demarcation on the jawline and I told her, your, your neck has a different color and your face has a different color. What happened was she went to a, um, a doctor and did a laser, CO2 laser, really harsh laser at that time. And her skin was totally on a even level, but it was hypo. It was more transparent. And she wanted to kind of get some color in her skin. Once she's done that, once you've gone past that line and destroyed that melanin, you can't get any more color from your skin. So she had a demarcation. Her neck was a totally different skin color and her face was really like transparent. And she had to start to wear makeup to make that even out. So it's really important to understand that our skin is an organ and it responds and it needs to be respected so that it doesn't lose the function of responding to trauma or responding to hormones. We just have to be sure that we understand it. And I think now we're understanding melanin and pigment and talking about it more openly so people are more aware. A lot of people with pigment go in to see skincare professionals and dermatologists
1: and medical professionals. So they go in because they want to get rid of their hyperpigmentation. And a lot of times they use high percentage hydroquinone, which is too high, such as uh, four, six, eight. And this actually causes the rebound effect because it's too harsh. And again, melanin jumps up to protect and it causes
2: more pigmentation.
1: Can I date us both? No, you can't. I'd rather prefer you don't do
2: that. We didn't have computers growing up. We didn't have cell phones growing up. So I think for us, it was photo damaged, sun exposed. Now this next generations are coming through. There is a lot more that you could consider as far as pigmentation for. Because pigment is what I think number one, ages us. You know, if you look at young skin, it has a glow, but it's even toned, right? Mm -hmm. But when you look at someone that has no wrinkles, because right now we can help with wrinkles with dermal fillers and Botox, but if this canvas, the skin is not even toned, there is an aging factor. So the key to keep the skin even, make the surface look bright with a glow, but even that gives you that ageless
0: look. To hear more on spotting hyperpigmentation, the types causes, and how to manage the condition, check out episode number 35 on the podcast. Now, Lyra Clinical is all about finding new ingredients and technology to improve skin. We explore the remarkable potential of cyanobacteria and how this clean, sustainable ingredient could revolutionize the skincare industry. Metaxi and Francine spoke with two scientists, the founders of Heliobiosis, Dr. David Smirnoff and Dr. Rocco Mancinelli. But first, what is Heliobiosis?
3: Well, you know, Rocco and I got together and we wanted to do something to help our children's future. And we wanted to use cyanobacteria because we knew what a powerful organism they are, and what they—they've they've changed the whole planetary landscape of Earth. And so we wanted to get into biofuels. And we thought, well, for a name, so Helio is for the sun, and then Biology is for you know for the organisms we're using, and then Systems. So that's where the heliobiosis came from. It's like, so we're really big believers in using what nature's already done. Evolution has spent, you know, billions of years perfecting molecules. We don't need to invent new molecules. We just need to use what nature's already designed. We're working
4: on purifying ingredients from a community of cyanobacteria. And these ingredients are really... Something I think that will put the cosmetic industry forward a lot. One of them is a UV absorbing compound. Another one is an anti-inflammatory and antioxidant compound. And the other one is an emollient and a very good moisturizer. Those are our three key ingredients. Those are what we're working on now. We're working on purifying them. We're working on figuring out how much we can make in a little bit of a time, and how much we can supply the cosmetic industry.
3: What exactly is cyanobacteria? So cyanobacteria are photosynthetic bacteria, and most people think of them as algae, and it's Mm. really functionally the same thing as algae. And so these photosynthetic organisms have been around on the early earth since three Billion years ago. And one of the things that they had to deal with on the early Earth was UV radiation. And so they developed these compounds, these mycosporin like amino acids, which is just a small molecule that absorbs the UV radiation and gives off that radiation as heat. Nature designed this molecule to protect cyanobacteria on the early Earth. And then cyanobacteria actually put oxygen in the atmosphere and enabled higher plants and insects and birds and humans all to survive and to have an oxygenic atmosphere. So there are organisms that are very prolific, they're robust, and they make these very interesting compounds that our job now is to take the best of what nature has to offer and be able to purify it and get it into the products that protect people's skin, protect them from melanoma, skin cancer, and are actually nice to use
1: how does it protect the skin?
3: So these compounds protect the skin by protecting you from UV damage, just like any other common sunscreen ingredient. But instead of being derived from fossil fuels, they're derived from nature. So this is what nature designed to protect organisms. And now what we want to do is be able to protect our skin with that. They make polysaccharides, which are emollients and that they they can imitate hyaluronic acid. They also make a pigment called phycocyanin, which is an anti-inflammatory, antioxidant. So it protects your skin from pollution damage, from blue light, things like that. So it scavenges those free radicals that we're all concerned about in skin aging. And so I've gotten more and more excited about it because I, I know people who've had melanoma and have survived it. I know people who have not survived melanoma. So it, it's meaningful to me to be able to do something that you know, protects people and uses our background in science to be able to translate that into something that's a, a consumer-friendly product.
0: So Heliobiosis is focusing on developing clean, natural, sustainable products along with environmentally safe and non toxic cosmetics. But at what point did you realize that this technology could revolutionize skincare?
4: Well, the thing that'll really revolutionize skincare is the mycosporin like amino acids, because that is really where the demand is. It's for a really safe and non toxic sunscreen. That is where the demand, that, I think, is where we'd make our biggest actual influence on the market. When we can bring the mycosporin-like amino acids at a commercial scale into sunscreens, that is going to change the whole industry. Then we don't have to rely on fossil fuels for chemical ingredients. Then we don't have to rely on zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, which actually have to be mined. Usually they come out of a lot of strip mines, so we don't have to do any of that. This is something that occurs naturally, and that, I think, is going to be our biggest impact in the world of cosmetics. So you really have to protect yourself from UV radiations, as do all living cells. So there's this natural mycosporin-like amino acid that actually is nature's UV-absorbing compound. And so far, every test that's been done shows that it is safe. It is non-toxic. It is being produced in the world's oceans. It is being produced in the world's soil. It is being produced in the food you eat. So it's out there and it's abundant. And we've keyed in on this because it is so effective as a UV absorber. How can we get these compounds out of the cell And if we can get them out of the cell, how can we actually purify them? And to date, nobody's figured out how to actually purify them in large enough quantities to be used in the industry, in the cosmetic and sunscreen industry, so that they can be affordable. All of the purification processes and isolation processes are really quite expensive, and they're usually quite small scale and done in a lab. But to do it at the thousands and thousands of liters is a whole new concept. And that is what we're doing today.
1: SPF products, skincare products, antioxidants, anti-inflammatories. We are constantly looking for what's new. I'm also very excited to find ingredients that are naturally derived.
0: Now the future. You have both done such incredible work. We're
2: what- not going anywhere. We're going to work as a team. <laughs> no, we develop some it. of the best products. Yes, we are. Because I have to tell you, it's all about the team, and you guys bring so much information, so much knowledge to us that we definitely want to work as a team on some really good products. This is just the beginning for us.
3: Great. We're looking forward to getting those products out in the market with you. Absolutely.
0: Heliobiosis harvests and purifies ingredients from marine cyanobacteria. To dive deeper into the science behind this groundbreaking technology, just listen to episode number 38, Space, Science, and Cyanobacteria. You'll also learn about Dr. David Smirnoff and Dr. Rocco Mancinelli's impressive experience at the NASA Ames Research Center, SETI, and what led them to create heliobiosis. Now, Lyra Clinical definitely lives up to its tagline, Science Discovering Nature's Secrets. And we'll keep you updated on the future of cyanobacteria skincare skin and the partnership with Lyra Clinical. Next up, we discuss what healthy aging truly means and how to give yourself that youthful glow that makes you not look your stated age. The inspiration for the topic actually came from a jaw-dropping comment in Australia from our good friend, Michael Moore. And it was a rather golden moment. Oh, that's a nice <laughs> way of putting it. We were
1: uh-huh. at the awards gala having a great time and Michael was the MC at the awards event, and he was introducing us. And I think, see, what did he call us? The Golden Girls? He was snickering. He, <laughs> he was
2: looking at us with that grin on his face, and he did a reference of the Golden Girls. And I thought, at that point, we we're going to attack him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Brenda was going to hit him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was a snark remark, but it, a sincere one. He was trying to be funny at the same time. But we took offense to it because what is what was a reference? And I think that's the whole idea of what we're doing. We are trying to be healthy inside and out and not have a number to determine what we look like, how our skin is. It was two ways that we look at it but we decided that we're gonna look at it and change the concept
1: i think it was our fault in a lot of ways because michael came and visited us in each one of our classes and in metaxia's class in the peel section
2: there is a
1: picture that we have up in Mm -hmm. the presentation
2: well it's a golden girls of the picture that originally was on in the series and there's a golden girls picture that is what could be today you look at each one of those characters and now they have beautiful hair skin's beautiful there's some Botox, there's some dermal fillers, but they look... <laughs> they look different. That's the word I'm going to so say. so different, <laughs> but yet the same. And this is what we're doing in this industry. We're actually preserving our youth for longer. Our glow is there, our volume is there, and we look healthier. But it's really a different picture than what we assumed as a Golden Girls and the characters in Golden Girls. I think the big
1: shock in those pictures is what you're seeing. You brought up their hair. Their hair mm-hmm. is a more youthful style. Right. The way they apply their makeup,
2: they look a little more youthful. But
1: just their attitude, their attitude is
2: younger. Their outfits, I mm-hmm. mean, just looking at their faces, I mean, you really, really don't see their age. You see beautiful appearance. When I say beautiful, like the hair, the lashes, they they, they look younger. Just like
1: Sex in the City. What makes them still beautiful at their age is their confidence. Right. And we're <laughs> able to is. have that yeah. confidence with beauty at the same time. So I don't mind talking about our age. That's not a problem whatsoever. It's the idea that we're able to actually take care of ourselves and be healthier. And I think that's the key that we have to remind everyone. Because to get to this point in life, you have to have the confidence. That's what the Sex and the City ladies are showing. I think they showed it in Golden Girls. When you are actually
2: practicing today's type of healthy aging, you do get results. But you have to understand that it's a full picture. It's what you eat how you exercise, how you sleep, and how you take care of your skin, you can hold the volume in your skin. And you can hold the glow in your skin longer than we did. I mean, when I was in my 20s, 40s and 50s was ancient 60 was out to pasture. Um, I mean, <laughs> That's a little scary. So, so, Yeah, but it, it, and now I see women having kids in their mid 40s. Yeah. I see people starting new careers in their 50s. I see people continue to work to their 80s. And you see that but it's not just working. It's just being alive and living the best you can in your life.
0: But let's talk about aging itself. When do you actually start aging? And what are the signs when it comes to the skin?
1: Ah, 25.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the key. And
1: that doesn't even sound old, but it's true. It is at 25 is when this process starts slowing down. All the cellular turnover, everything slows down. So it's not moving as fast. So the motion, as Metaxia is talking about, begins to slow down. So this is why we have to actively... Start walking more, and we have to put in skincare routines
2: that help the skin stay active. We say glow one is young skin, glow two is this—it's that slight change. You'll notice that the pigment comes and goes. Your skin is not—you know—you have a party the night before and then you wake up in the morning your skin is dehydrated there's subtle changes in your skin that you need to be aware of so that you can bring it back to a more of a healthier state but there's those slight changes like she says you'll notice that it's not (laughs) sagging well that's not a sagging is one of the big ones (laughs) but you'll notice that you can actually change a little bit of your home care or clinic routine and you'll see your skin snap right back to what it is but it's that Slight change that you start to see, and that's about 25 to 30 years old, depending Mm -hmm. on the lifestyle. As we age,
1: if we don't start repairing it and making sure to prevent it and repair it at the same time, it only gets worse.
0: So, then what are specific ingredients or products that you recommend for promoting healthy aging? Oh, there's multiple things that we want. So, peptides are one of the key
1: items that you need for anti aging, and the other thing we need is hydration because as we age, we have less lipids in the skin this makes our skin even drier than before so it's very important to actually balance the skin and put in a lot more hydration hydration
2: in a nutshell it's a system and the system is understanding that you need home care proper home care with sophisticated formulations you need home treatments to maintain that correction so that you could do the in-between and then the in-clinic treatments all year long maintaining the skin as healthy as possible but like she said it's not one product it's not one ingredient it's not one treatment it's a system and i think that's what Lyra's strength is is having a system to address a healthy skin
0: this month is actually designed to also draw attention to the myths about aging so what are some myths and misconceptions about aging that we could debunk
2: i could wash my face with water <laughs> <laughs> i've heard that or i don't need to put hydration at night i don't need to wear an spf These are myths that I think we've proven that, you know, we need more than just water for a cleanser.
1: True. And uh, one thing about SPF is big is when you say, oh, I have SPF in my makeup. Mm -hmm. No, you need an SPF because Mm -hmm. there's certain things in professional SPFs that
2: make a difference. It is technology. It's good products is understanding. And starting younger. I think
1: with our children, even 10 years ago, they didn't look as bad as we did is because Mm -hmm. they started using sunscreen Mm -hmm. at a younger age. We had our children using it younger. They were using antioxidants, anti-inflammatories.
2: Fran, I'm going to say a secret. I remember you just reapplying makeup on top of makeup. Yeah, that was a bad day. That was a bad day. I remember that. And I'm thinking, how could you put... Just like you have. Don't act like (laughs) you didn't do it. What is considered healthy aging to both of you? Not being associated with a number. Oh, that's a good one. I I think I don't want to be someone that's associated with the 20 year olds I want someone to say she has healthy, bright, beautiful skin, and not have an age associated with it.
1: And be proud of it. Yep.
2: I'm proud of where I am
1: in my mm-hmm. life at this point, because yes, I have experience. Yes, I'm seasoned. And now I'm old enough to know I don't have to worry about it. And the, when I say not worry about it, get rid of the small things, they really don't matter. Look at the important things, ground yourself ground yourself inside and this way it helps you on the outside and on the outside you don't mind applying your skincare regimen drinking your water doing all the things you have to do but you have to find it inside of yourself first
0: there is so much more information on skincare readily available at your fingertips you can talk to a professional now online do research on the internet and even listen to fantastic podcasts like this one You can learn more about Healthy Aging and listen to the podcast on episode 40. Now, sunscreen is imperative to anti-aging. It is also the key to protecting your skin from skin cancer. We talked about choosing the right sunscreen to keep you covered. I feel
1: it's the most important Mm -hmm. because skin cancer is something that we have to uh, be aware of. And we're in the business of skin. And that's the number one thing we have to worry about. And sunscreen is the number one product that every client should walk out and every patient should walk out of the office
2: or the clinic with is an SPF product to protect. They should be wearing it all year long, but it's an opportunity to bring awareness, an opportunity to have them kind of go over their products to be sure that that's part of their routine. And make sure that once a year
1: they should be checking for mm-hmm. skin cancer and what we have to do is prevention to make sure that we are protecting them against the UVA, UVB, and HEV rays. This is a time to remind us all that skin cancer is there. We have to be aware of it and we have to
0: prevent it. Yeah, this is a good habit, habit to keep in mind. Always, you know, check yourself, check your bowls, any changes or irregularities in your skin. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about habits, but uh, as you're getting ready to get some fun in the sun, you know, do you handle your sun protection differently when you travel around the world to different areas of the world at different times of the year?
1: Well, I think Metaxia goes crazy because she goes all over her arms and her hands as she's driving.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing that now because of you. I yes, hope you know yes, that.
2: Yeah. I know. I mean, your hands when you drive and your outdoors with shorter, you know, sleeves. It's just that you have to be aware your face is not the only uh, part of the body that ages your neck and decollete and your arms. So be sure to always have an SPF with you. I think that's important not just to have it in the you know when you're getting ready but always have it with you because you want to reapply especially driving I find myself reapplying when I'm driving a long distance the other thing is when we're in the heat that's another issue that people don't talk about the heat does actually trigger the melanocytes Vegas for example doing trade shows in Vegas the heat is something that threatens you know, the melanocytes, and sometimes you have to keep your they skin cool. You they trigger them. That is for sure. Yeah. The heat does trigger them. And we were taking stuff out of the trade show, and we decided to rent a convertible. <laughs> and we were That story. Oh, we no. were driving down the Vegas Boulevard in a convertible at 125 degrees. Well, no wait, no, wait.
1: You didn't say the story right. Number 1, there's all the uh rental cars. We couldn't find mm-hmm. anything and they only had a convertible.
2: Yeah. And yep.
1: so Thelma and Louise <laughs> uh, decided that we had to take some product back with us. 20 years ago, yes. okay <laughs> no. 20 years ago, that did not fit in a regular vehicle, so we had a convertible. And we were in traffic. In the desert. In, in the, the, the desert, 20 degrees. In traffic with big boxes and a convertible, and we could not put the top on the convertible because <laughs> of the boxes. Oh, no. So I would say that's where my pigment re triggered, <laughs> if I remember correctly, in
2: Vegas. These are fun stories. I mean, I think they're I real stories, they're but we've learned we've learned that you wear protection on a daily basis at any climate. Every day, it's really important, not just whenever, but you, it's part of our maintenance on our skin and part of keeping our skin at its uh, healthy state. And
1: today, we're able to actually have professional sunscreens that do a lot more. We have sunscreens that work for concealing and protecting the skin. Hold well, on. we have choices. Well, that we what, have choices, we, have we choices. do, but we also have certain ones that are concealers that actually are. we can wear them as makeup like our BBs. You could wear them as a BB, so you have sunscreen, you have peptides, you have plant stem cells, so they have anti-age factors in there. But you also have certain things to actually
0: wear it as a concealer, so your skin looks like you're wearing makeup. You guys have what's called the Elio Drops dropping right now. This is an anhydrous sunscreen. First off, what is an anhydrous sunscreen? It is (laughs) sunscreen without water, a product without water, which
2: is huge. I used to see these little pillow packs for dishwashers and for doing your laundry detergents. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to do that. I want my big jug. I want (laughs) to carry the big jug. And I tried it because I really wanted to see the difference. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's the concentration i'm addicted to these smaller size effective type of Mm -hmm. pillow packs and it made sense what we're doing with these elio drops i mean no water think about it but the no water means what friend no water no preservatives yeah that's so great what
1: we're looking for now clean beauty and we're looking for more and more products that actually allow us to use less preservatives and pure product two or three drops for your entire face and you're able to put sunscreen with lipid soluble vitamin C that will help with HEV light. So you're able to have that silky feel and it's very concentrated product. So a small amount goes a very long way. So this is the next level of SPF with no preservatives. It is very important to know that when you're using a professional skincare product that has SPFs from an FDA approved lab, you will always see the drug facts on the box and they will read something similar to this decreases the risk of skin cancer and early skin aging caused by the sun so this is why it's very important to understand that spf is important and it's not just for cosmetic purposes so number one reason why we're using spf is for skin cancer number one reason but it also gives us benefits for early skin aging
2: just remember it hasn't changed if you're only gonna get one product it has to be an spf number one. Number two is that SPF should be a part of your daily routine. It should not be just selected on going out, selected on certain times. It should be part of your daily routine because skin cancer is rising and we want to be sure that you live longer and that's more important than anything else.
0: Now for more information, you can go to skincancer.org or the American Academy of Dermatology for more information on how to spot cancer and skin cancer prevention tips. And remember, All Fitzpatricks need sunscreen. To learn more on combating skin cancer and finding the right sunscreen, listen to episode number 37. Attending at least one trade show is a must for skincare professionals. Francine and Metaxia have been part of many all over the globe, and they discuss their experiences, how their own booths have changed over the years, and some great tips to make the most out of your trade show experience. But first, They talk about what it's like preparing for a trade show.
2: Behind the scenes, it's a lot of work. Once we're on the trade floor, it's all glamour. The energy's up. The The energy's
1: up, and you feel their energy, their excitement coming in, trying to see what's new. But Metaxia is right two weeks before. The crates come in. (laughs) We have to make sure everything is done. Everybody gets a little panicky, did the truck come in? Did it land right? Did everything get packed? Do we have to carry something with us when we get to the trade show? Once we're
2: there, the energy from them
1: does help and you feel their excitement and it is exciting to talk to them, to talk about what's new.
2: That rush when they open up those doors or allow the professionals to come in, it's exciting. It's exciting to see that energy of people coming in and wanting to learn.
0: Why is it important for skincare professionals to actually attend these trade shows, in your opinion?
1: This is their place to go and learn about their trade, to see what's new, and in some states to actually get some continuing education units. Like in Illinois, they actually need some CEU units, so we offer them when we go to the trade shows, and that's very helpful for everyone.
2: I think it's a manufacturer's showcase of what we have to offer in the industry. It's a showcase for me. It's where you put out as much information and a limited time to get at least people interested in what you're doing and your brand. It's time to
1: connect. I think you're right, Meg like Metaxe said, limited time. So that means you have to make the connection when you're right. there.
0: What's your advice to somebody who is looking to network, maybe they're new, a, a new skincare professional, what's the first thing they should do?
2: Well, I'm gonna jump on that one. I think it's so big. Usually the trade floors are so huge. You should get the program and kind of really know where you're going and mark it up. It's just getting a list of what you wanna do and you're to research ahead research. of time. It helps because you have a limited time. Usually the trade shows are between one and two and three days depending, they're falling into two days. There's a lot to cover, a lot of classes. So if you really look at the program and do some homework and see the key factors that you get through this show, I think it'll be really important for me. That was a start.
0: I mean, obviously it's changed from when you first started doing shows to now. How has that changed? (laughs) Wow, from before?
2: There was a story. We just went and did a event up in Washington. And we were sitting on this table and talking and this nurse, actually two nurses come up and she goes, I remember the two sisters. I remember. (laughs) She went back 25 years ago, remember us
0: doing a show, a trade show with one 10 by 10 tabletop. Now I've gone to a few shows with you both. I've gone to some, you know, here in the Bay Area, also Southern California. I even went with you once to one in Greece. But how do shows around the world differ from here in the U.S.? Oh, that was
1: in 1999. I hate doing this, but I I have to say the year. Didn't I have to do it? I have to do it. It was very unique at that time because the era was different. They even smoked cigarettes in the auditorium at that time. and You may have remembered that. that. It's not that different except that they spoke Greek and Metaxi and I, our Greek got a lot better at the end of the day. A little different than what we're used to, but it was a trade show.
0: So it's more the people itself, like the personalities, the culture, rather than the product that's being out there. The product basically stays the same. The product's the same. It's just us.
1: When we put together classes for trade shows, we make sure they're very informational. This is where you go in and there's about 50 to 60 people in a classroom. You're able to stop, talk about a topic that's very important for their industry and what they need to learned about. And at
2: this point, it's one on one. This industry is definitely changing so fast. You got to be with it. You got to keep that that pace. It's overwhelming if you're if you've not done it before. But once you go through a trade for a couple of times, you become really a good expert. Have your questions ready. Understanding your budget. I could tell That's you good. a couple people have come up and said, oh, my God, I bought this. I don't know want to do with it. You know, just be smart. Be a smart consumer.
0: How has your actual booth changed from the first time you did a show to now? I'm sure it's a little bit different. Oh. I'm a to have Describe the first one.
2: <laughs> the first one. The first one was a tabletop, a 10 by 10. And we were so excited. We had a tablecloth that we bought from a local store and we were excited to be there. We have expanded to a 30 by 30. We have labor. We were the labor back then. We have a team. It's just the growth is unbelievable. I mean, we've grown so much the nice part about it was the table was nice
1: because you were able to at least meet people the excitement with the booth now, is you're able to meet people in the front, and we have a stage in the back. You
2: used to yell so- at me, although I'm sorry. To <laughs> I always you. yell at you. You used to yell at me because I used to hand bring the, th- the boxes in by hand. I used to have all my family members help us bring the stuff to the booth. I mean, it, it really was she terrorized us. Yeah, assault. it was nothing like it is right now. But the industry has actually gotten even better. I would say we've been part of that evolution.
0: Any other favorite memories from over the years? Anything that really sticks out? Yes,
2: this booth didn't show up so we had just part a t- of the booth part of the show booth. up yeah that happened a couple times It actually so happened in chicago before that though before we had nothing we were sitting there with a tabletop and we really had to put some flowers oh yes
1: yes yes we ran and got flowers
2: yeah got flowers We had nothing to show except ourselves and a tablecloth but no, it we ran
1: and got a price list and we had some sheets and we were giving yeah. out sheets because we had them printed at the hotel right so we can give them something so when they came by, they're able to have something in their hands to remember us.
2: And I have another one. I remember in face and body. Actually, in, I think it was San Francisco, or San Jose. We had a lot of people, and there was actually our mother there, coming to watch and coming to support us. And there was those dancers coming in. that were body dan- They were body painted. Oh yeah, yeah. And they, I think you were there. I was too. there for that one. Yes, yes. And they <laughs> I came running that. through. <laughs> 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 I was like, wow. <laughs> and our mother kept following them to see. <laughs> Just, no, just, asked, is this what you're doing yeah no, mom yes. this is not what we do but you were there I, I remember it. that I that remember just, that I was like wow well, like, there's yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. there but paint that's <laughs> yes, right it was it was it's I think it was the first time or one of the few times you brought our mom your grandmother <laughs> to a show and she was just shocked and but it was so fun it was so fun the other one don't forget is the
1: one that we went to Chicago and you said part of the booth did not show up We went down to the show planners and we asked for a certain type of whiteboard and the area, we put the whiteboard in the area that the booth was missing and we had anybody who came by write something down, either somebody who knows us or somebody who does not know us. They wrote such beautiful, beautiful things about Lyra and we actually have a video of it and we show it every time we go out just to remind people that this is coming from our customers. This is coming from our partners, not from us. And it was a time that something bad happened, but something good came out of it.
2: I have to add one more, and it was the Vegas show. It was 120 degrees out there, and the, all the doors are open in the convention center, and it's 100. and we're setting up this booth. It was hot. There's no air conditioning. You see this trade floor change automatically, but you're sweating. You're dying over there with the heat. And then finally, when you're all done and you walk outside, you think, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. I don't even I think we got heat stroke that one time. It was bad. And it took us we went back to the room, took yeah. a cold, cold shower and
1: didn't want to go anywhere yeah. that time. And just, you know, barely wanted dinner because it was it was hard.
2: 120 degrees That's setting bad. up a, you know, a booth. All the doors open. It was terrible. Everybody was just sweating. But Tricks that- of the trade, though. Have a pair of flip-flops you have to have a
1: pair of flip-flops when you're walking up and down those aisles including us we walk in with these beautiful heels mm-hmm. everything going well and by four o'clock we start sneaking in the back getting our flip-flops on mm-hmm. resting our feet put the shoes back on and go back outside and you see all the attendees are also doing the same thing so flip-flops are very very important water and flip-flops
0: Some really great advice from some trade show pros. And they have even more great tips. If you missed the episode, you can listen to the full show by clicking on episode number 39. Francine and Metaxia have been known for their wonderful classes that they teach all over the globe. And they talk about their experience at Purely Clinical.
2: Uh, Well, it's exciting to get back to what we love to do and that is going and expressing ourselves to what we've learned sharing knowledge and being part of the change in the aesthetic industry
0: i think this is a fun event that so many people are going to look forward to who knows i think it's going to be more popular than a taylor swift concert out here <laughs> well but that would be nice i know right but let's talk about the event so why did you decide to actually put this event together
2: the first thing we want to do is not just do a class We do really well as far as our representatives doing classes. It's really showing the industry the change. The before and afters are incredible, what you see on our website, on Instagrams and social media, but there's a reason why they're getting these results. Purely clinical to us means that we have advanced to a whole new way we deal with the epidermis. Purely clinical is
1: a new approach and Metaxia is absolutely correct on that. It was very important for us to come out again and talk about all the changes that are happening in skincare around the world. And purely clinical explains exactly what Lyra wants to deliver. We are a clinical line. We are about changes in the skin. We do many different things, and it is a different approach to peels because we began with peels, and peels are a big part of our line, but we know how to work with peels to get the results that we need and keep the skin in motion.
0: Now, this is just the tip of the iceberg, by the way. What we're talking about right now, you're already getting a lot of great information here on this podcast, but when you come out to Purely Clinical, you're going to see the full bottom of the iceberg here, even more information. But what else can people get? What will people get when they come out to this global skin affair? the book and I think what we have to talk about (laughs) the emotional
1: feeling of when we released the book the first time we released it it was fresh off the press in Seattle Washington
2: when I saw one of the estheticians sitting in the front row take the book and smell it and said oh my god it's like new shoes smelling new shoes (laughs) I looked at it, and I think I was recorded saying that I want to cry, and I've had four kids I didn't cry like this. I think after two years putting all our heart and soul in the education department with Ella and Tiffany Fan and, and I, and then definitely Anna and Brenda, putting so much in a textbook type of delivery is like beyond what we ever expected. And it is emotional. We deliver everything we know in this book. And it was years of
1: experience. Mm -hmm. It was years of knowing what works and what does not work, putting it together in a way that people can understand the new generation of skincare and how to to keep the skin moving.
0: Wonderful. Now you said you had launched originally in Seattle and that's where you had the book come out and you got that exciting moment. What was it like being a part of this class, you know, having all four of you up there and you have wonderful classes, but this is something that's really kind of different, right? I think we're real. It was
2: emotional for, emotional for us. Emotional, but real. We are up there talking as if we're talking to our family members. It's, it's it a It is movement. interactive. It's interactive. What
1: we've done is we've tried very hard to make this a little more of an interactive class mm-hmm. because it's not about us. It's about all of us working together. It's about everyone in the audience and us working together with our team, working with all the owners, getting to know our educational team, getting to know our team, and us getting to know them even better.
2: The part that I really got emotional is when we had estheticians come and show their phones before and afters. I had a couple of them that I was blown away with the results. They make us look good. When they could master what we say and, and learn the products as well as they know the products. There was one lady, Ashley, she treated her own daughter who had a bike accident and she had a before and after. It just makes me love what I do makes me want to do more and learn more to share more Sean Miller
1: and she's in Oregon and it was very exciting because she opened the book and she saw her before and after in the book Oh wow! and we show who she was and Mm -hmm. she got all emotional she was able to share that moment with everyone once she saw her picture in there they start opening up their phones and what we're seeing is their before and afters and we're sharing because you're able to get those results and they're able to show how they do it and talk about it. So it's not just about us, it's about all of us sharing our experiences. And
2: every break, the skincare practitioners, we're talking with each other, sharing information, sharing before and after. This is so valuable because we are a team. The aesthetic industry is a team and we should share and grow and grow faster when we share too. So to see that interaction, every break, every lunch, even after we had some cocktails. After. You mean after we
0: ate a lot?
1: We did yeah. eat a lot
2: that day, that's for sure. We had a really yeah. good time because we have breakfast
0: Hospitality and lunch.
2: has never been our problem. <laughs>
0: no, never. That is true. Hospitality is never an issue with these ladies. It ain't a party unless it's a Lyra party. Now keep an eye out if Purely Clinical will be coming to your area this next year by going to lyraclinical.com. And on our next episode, we'll talk all about Purely Global as Metaxia and Francine have been traveling around the world. And we'll talk about where they went, what they learned about skincare in different countries, and some fun adventures and creatures they met along the way. But that will do it for 2023. We thank you so much for listening to A Skin Depth Convo and hope you all have a fantastic new year. And if you have any questions for Francine or please send them to skindepthconvo at liraclinical.com. That's Convo at liraclinical.com. And we have a Q&A episode coming up, so get your questions in. But that will do it for us today. For all of us at A Skin Depth Convo, I'm Anna Kagarakis, and we'll talk soon.